Welcome to issue number 37 of The Infinite Backlog, a chronological tour of the best and most noteworthy Marvel comics. I'm Andy, the energy creature of Erdile, and with me are my co-hosts, Shane, the marshmallow soaked in honey. Oh, the best mm-hmm. line in all of the comics. And Rory, the circus roustabout. Oh, hey, everybody. <laughs> Today we read comics about the Avengers... And the X-Men. And technically, we've got, like, the Guardians of the Galaxy in there, Ms. Marvel in there, but I don't really care about that. There's a bunch of random people. It's a big, big party today. Uh, And they take us from August through November of 1978. And I've got a little bit of a compliment sandwich of things that happened during this time. So first of all, they start minting the Susan B. Anthony dollar. That's nice. Then the mass murder-suicide of 909 people in Jonestown on the orders of cult leader Jim Jones which is older than I thought. Uh, I didn't realize that was a 70s thing. And then, and then Jimmy Carter signs a bill that allows people to brew their own beer. Boom! Can do beer in my house, beer in my basement. It makes that make them a basement beer. I didn't realize that. I guess it would have just been perhaps just a relic of prohibition that didn't get corrected. Seems yeah. odd. Seems yeah, odd I don't know about illegal. that either. Like, I wonder if it's like a state-by-state state thing. Like, some states said it was okay, but like there wasn't like a federal law that was like, Dude, this is America. Make your beer. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, have you ever I made also, beer? I actually have not like taken the process all the way through myself, but I've assisted friends uh, on all, all areas of it. Because I have a friend who's pretty big into brewing, and I've been over to his place and, and helped him out. But. So you like put the put the hops in the water and like walked away from it or like Uh, kind of yeah (laughs) (laughs) there's a lot of waiting in beer it's like (laughs) oh i gotta do some of this work hey you want to watch tv (laughs) most of the work is just like meticulous and cleaning everything and then you just then you put new stuff in and let it get dirty and gross let it get nasty in there (laughs) get nasty till you're ready to drink it (laughs) i need it nasty but i needed a pristine kind of nasty (laughs) (laughs) well thanks jimmy carter hey so we we had done a little thing today where we kind of we played with our reading list a teensy bit just so that we could get all the avengers stuff in here so that we could nail it out in one week uh and it went pretty well i mean just to interject and we'll talk about it more at length these four, I mean, it's. I would have been annoyed had they been split up because uh, it's clearly sort of one continuous unit, and also it's it's paced kind of weird. Um, mm-hmm. I would have liked if the first two issues had been, you know, maybe one issue, and then the rest was spread out around three or four issues. But yeah, yeah, it's it's definitely. I I agree with you. I think I think the Avengers stuff we read today worked better as a binge than it would have if we'd split it up, and certainly yeah. probably than it would have if you'd been waiting month to month. If I to had read only it. read the first two for this week, I would have had nothing but negative things to say about <laughs> Avengers. <laughs> yes, and yes. with the full context of reading all four, 
uh, I didn't dislike the first two. I right. just think that it was it was a little bit too much malarkey before getting back to business. They they spent a lot of time talking to the collector before he got zapped. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> like there's a lot of wasted time. If there's if there's one thing that these comics still do here in the 70s, it's they they really linger in that malarkey <laughs> just way too long before the point happens. Um, But no, we'll talk about Avengers in a little bit. Let's let's start out with X-Men. We have the triumphant return of Magneto to kick us off here. And it's I'm I'm pretty pleased with his with his uh incredibly foolproof plan to fly them across the planet is flying the flying circus wagon yeah it's uh it it's really silly is it me or is he like is his magnet power really not explicitly about metal anymore well usually what he does is he's put you know metal discs somewhere that'll either hold something up or there's technically metal in it or whatever. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, but sometimes he's just like, my magnetic waves can do whatever I want. <laughs> I mean, it's true. <laughs> we've, we've, it... we've talked about this before. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's a little, it's a little silly. I like that it makes him very spooky, but you know, there's, there's sort of an odd, an odd pairing of things when he's being very like, you know, mastermind. He showed up at the circus and then he's like, Oh, you don't think I'm a big badass? Look outside. And they haven't realized he's already flying them like like a thousand feet into the air. Yeah. I think I think I'm trying to remember how long that they explicitly say it is. I want to say it was like 30 minutes or something. That they're in space? That, that they're in space. It's like a whole half hour. Like that's a whole like Seinfeld episode of having to just sort of <laughs> sit there in a circus wagon with Magneto <laughs> and all the X-Men. Yeah. Like, what do they talk about? There's, I mean, he, there's a lot of exposition. He's t- he's telling them the story of how he watched them all get captured and he followed Beast around the continent like a creepy stalker. Right. Which is just one of those. It's a, it's, it's a Marvel. It's a flaw in Marvel, I think, that we have to see how the villain could show up at the, you know, perfect moment to do what they want to do. And we yeah. just don't care. It's Ma- Magneto's a criminal mastermind and a mutant and can He's mad. He's already got a power that is incredibly, you know, nebulous at best. So I just don't need pages devoted to explaining how Magneto found him and was, you know, and got there. Mm-hmm. Can we <laughs> talk, though, about his volcano lair? Yeah, we can. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's that's like that's tradition. I think as soon as you get like uh, there's like a you must be this evil and we give you a volcano lair. Because I, I love it. I love it. I, I never I never tire of it, to be perfectly honest. The publisher's volcano hair vol- volcano lair clearinghouse. <laughs> <laughs> we see you've done enough crime. We've got this really nice, this cute little volcano lair. It's like twelve thousand square feet. You're gonna love it in here. Um you're gonna make so many robot nannies in here. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think that that's the uh am I wrong or is that the focus of our conversation right now? Yeah, I think we got to talk about the nanny. So, so basically, it it may have come up on the podcast, I think, but it it happened somewhere sort of tangential to our reading because mm-hmm. he got turned. So between so when X Men gets gets the axe, some of the characters show up in other stories from time to time, and within that, uh, Professor X and I forget who else. Uh, turn Magneto into a baby and just leave him there. <laughs> uh, and for some period of time, he's he's a grown man trapped in a baby. Well, he says he's he's actually a baby, but like somewhere his consciousness reawakens, something like that. 
And I don't even think we see him get zapped back to grown man. Do we in X-Men? I, I don't know that we do. Yeah, we just all, all that we've seen is we've heard about it. And he's still so peeved that he was a baby for a while. Yeah. <laughs> so like that's we, his entire motivation here. Yeah. And now he needs a baby themed revenge. <laughs> he just he this is I think this is if, 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 if this makes sense. I think his plan is he's he's captured all the X-Men and he has some sort of technology that both restrains them and forces them to be as strong as they were when they were six months old. And now this little this little bit of uh, of uh, of magical science technology is going to come into play. This is, is not they are not as weak as your average six month old. They're literally as strong as they themselves were at six months old, which is. <laughs> I don't. I don't know how you would. I don't even know how you conceive of that. But that's. I don't know. <laughs> but it's so funny. But but this whole time, there's he, he's got this robot nanny because he's like, well, I'm gonna leave you here. I've got you, and it's really funny, and you're little babies, <laughs> and I'm gonna go do a lot of crime. In the meantime, I have a robot nanny. Say hello. And Nanny is like wandering around feeding all the little babies and saying shit like, mmm, naughty Wolverine. <laughs> and like, ooh, I guess it's a it's bath and massage for you today, Cyclops. But okay, uh, wait. So, so you have to stop right there. Don't go any farther. <laughs> because she says that to Cyclops, and that's when he says, God, that voice. Like a marshmallow soaked in honey. He's so into it. He's so into like the the baby role play. What's happening? <laughs> Oh my god! I think she even is like brushing Beast like he's like a like, like a, a like a little lap dog. Yeah, like a cat. God, it's so funny. But the the stuff that that Rory was alluding to earlier is is with Storm, who has found a loophole in Magneto's <laughs> sh- shitty little plan, <laughs> which is that. Every, everyone else was shitty little six months old, but when she was six months old, she was dope. <laughs> she was so strong. <laughs> and so she can actually get some shit done with her six-month strength. And her uh, her headpiece has lockpicks hidden in it. Which is incredibly macguffin be- because they haven't, you know, established that earlier. Uh-huh. It- but at least with Storm, it's it's plausible that she would have lockpicks because we we have learned, and it comes up again in this issue, you know, that she spent time as a as a street thief on the streets of Cairo. Yep, and and you know, of course, was trained to be like the best lockpick and blah 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 blah. But you yeah, know, there's a, so- there's a panel where her t her mentor Ahmed, yeah, something was, like yeah, that, yeah, uh, is uh, making her pick a safe or crack a safe with her feet. And I don't know why. I don't know what what special skill that's supposed to be. Yeah, I think it's like he's like trapped her somewhere where she's going to die if she doesn't get out. And Ooh, he's that's like, the hey, second if, if one. You... That's, the, oh, that's like it? level okay. two. Level one is apparently <laughs> open a safe with, with your feet. feet. <laughs> level two is you're not my true protege if you die in here. Get out. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I was I the only one confused by this? It looks like. It looks like she fails, but she actually. Oh, uh, they they clearly there's a couple moments here. There's some kind of time skip that I'm pages have to have been cut either mm-hmm. from this issue or a whole issue that got scrapped. We end on her shedding a tear uh, for having failed this her one and only escape chance, and and then 
we spend time watching Magneto run around the Earth without X-Men to stop him. And that that feels like it should be the end of an issue, right? Like right. that's a gr- that would have been a great last page of her yeah. of her crying and it was it was effective. Yeah. At, at first it felt like the sort of fickle woman that we've seen time and time again on X or not on X-Men but in Marvel comics across the board. Like oh mm-hmm. there she goes weeping again. But then uh Claremont puts in that this is, you know, the the third time she's ever cried or the second time she's cried since she was a child something like that. It's yeah. effective. It th- that line really drives home how how devastated she is mm-hmm. and she's not just you know uh letting you know constantly at the mercy of her of her womanly emotions right exactly yeah it's weird because the next time we see all of them they're like free they've broken free and they and they attack magneto when he comes home and is like i'm a ha and then they just like bust out and attack yeah and it feels very strange so there's been some kind of power blip at the at the base and this was also, uh, I think, a little bit hard for me to follow because mm-hmm. it's unclear if they fucked with the with uh, the nanny bot or if the nanny bot had just sort of deteriorated as a uh, sure you know uh, as robot as a computer will do after some period of time of being on you know mm-hmm. he finds the robot kind of spinning around in circles and <laughs> yeah. uh, and and power is is weird is out and then the X Men are all freed and have their powers back. So I guess they'd never lost their powers. They were just in the baby machine. Yeah, they were just they were <laughs> just in the baby machine. They're the proportional powers of <laughs> one, one baby. baby. <laughs> uh, I I like um they they have a fun sequence of of fights that Magneto keeps winning. You know, sometimes by the skin of his teeth, uh, and then. Jean Grey whips out her Phoenix powers and he's like, oh, oh dear. <laughs> but so, even that he manages to beat, which I don't know. It's I, also funny because he's like, now time to beat up shitty, worthless Marvel girl. And she's like, oh, you didn't hear at all. No, there's yeah. no Marvel girl here. I'm a fucking Phoenix. And he's like, uh, now what? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's a real anime moment. He didn't get the news in baby form, I guess. It's it's for sure like a she's standing on the edge of the cliff looking at him and he's like laughing at her and she's like, oh, no, no. But (laughs) I know. But it's also funny because that's not a reveal to us. We all know she's Phoenix. He just didn't get the memo. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's funny. That being said, though, their their fight breaks, uh, breaks the walls to his his base and the lava starts rushing in and Magneto manages to escape really wounded. And then we see sort of after a moment that Phoenix and Beast have made it out onto the Antarctic, you know, wastes, like, alive, technically. But it looks like they're the only survivors. And then when you open up issue 114 of X-Men, the cover says, the day the X-Men died, and it's got art of all of them as ghosts. (laughs) So I I had mixed feelings on this one. I don't know how you guys felt. On one hand, I was kind of fine not, uh, you know, not delaying the reveal the X-Men are fine. Uh, because of course they are. Because for mm-hmm. one, this wasn't the last issue of X Men, and for two, that's just not how you know any of these comics work. No, they, they were always all going to be fine from the reader's perspective. That said, there were some pretty, I thought, compelling emotional moments that I think would have landed better if they weren't intercut between Savage Lands. Yeah, yeah. I have I have complicated feelings about the Savage Land in general. 
Is the complicated uh, feeling that there's so much chest hair everywhere? <laughs> Everyone stops shaving their chest except for except for uh, Colossus, who needs to keep it smooth. Colossus so it, is naturally smooth. Well, you he can't get tell me that, that hair man in his metal. Not, yeah, you can't grow hair through my metal chest. <laughs> but Scott, Scott has just as much chest hair as Wolverine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's pretty intense. There's there's always like a little bit of 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 sort of. I, I like I, like I, I slightly wince at the jungle paradise with primitive looking people called the Savage Land. Of course, they they all speak English and are super it, chill with these with these people who show up out of the cave. Yes. Uh, so so the X Men have somehow tunneled all the way from Magneto's lair to the Savage Lands. It's unexplained, and that's fine because again, I don't need to know. In gross. Oh, they do say. Oh, they tell us how Storm saved them with a blizzard. But yeah, they, don't, they yeah. really don't get into the tunneling. I imagine it was just Wolverine, you know, <laughs> grunting. <laughs> Why don't anybody else have claws? <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> yeah, and it is it is funny. I guess I guess Cyclops has had run-ins with Kazar before, and you know he's sort of this like you know Tarzan figure that is a Marvel hero who lives in the Savage Land. Uh, and so they end up in his village, and they all uh, immediately dress as the locals do, which is to say, almost not at all. Uh, everyone's got all their chest hair out. Storm is like, you know, as skimpy as the comics code likely would allow. The chief gave her this new outfit, and she loves it. She and, does. And we've known that she is sort of anti-clothing uh, in general, <laughs> and uh, everybody yeah. else is pretty pleased with uh with that, with, with, with that, about that, Banshee's like, oh, uh, uh, I'll be right back. <laughs> I mean, it. I think Banshee is banging the Mohawk, the Mohawk native. Uh, he's I could, yeah. It was hard to tell. It was. It was not ever explicit, but he's always like leaving a hut with just a loincloth on. That, and we see uh-huh. her, and then later there's a scene where it looks like he's just shirtless on top of her, but it's like a weird. It's a weird panel that they could be standing face to face or him above her. It's just sort Uh of unclear. But I think he's fucking. I think he is full. (laughs) And then also, and also Colossus has a threesome with two of the natives. Yes, Colossus 100% (laughs) walks out of a panel to go have a threesome. It is crazy. This this fucking issue, you guys. It's ridiculous. Like, it's like I'm laughing at it, but it's also like, I don't know. Like, it's so like adjacent to some like troublesome stereotype stuff where I'm like, I don't know. But it's like, it's on the page. It's just so ridiculous what's happened here so quickly. It's like the next day and they're like fully integrated into this village, just like hanging around. (laughs) Scott has grown a full mustache in no time. And he has this moment where he's like looking into the water and he sees his own mustachioed beardy reflection. And he's (laughs) like, huh. That's funny. It kind of looks like Corsair. Is Corsair my dad? <laughs> <laughs> Scott has Scott has his mustache dream, and oh, th- there is an interesting Don't thing happening at, at this time where he's conflicted, or perhaps not, by his troubling lack of emotion around Jean Grey's death, his the supposed death of Jean Grey. Yeah. And yeah. Like, Why because... don't I feel as sad as I thought I would? 
Yeah, and he sort of confides in Aurora about it, and he's like, I think maybe it's because, like, ever since the Phoenix thing happened to Jean, she hasn't really felt like Jean, so, you know, like, maybe he feels like Jean's already died some time ago, and he's sort of already been dealing with that, and then Aurora gets mad at him. She puts him on blast. Yeah, she's like, dude, she loves you, like, don't be weird, don't be fucked up, like, she died, but, like, she loved you, like, real good, like, real hard, (laughs) and... Yeah, it's an interesting interaction. Also, meanwhile, we have been seeing Gene talk to Professor X, who, like, I think had to get called back from his luxurious island vacation with Lalandra. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he's like oh. in the fucking French Riviera, just like. He's, he said he found it while bumming around the Mediter- Mediterranean in his youth. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then we end the we end these three X Men issues with um, some random dude showing up because uh, Aurora goes off swimming by herself, and she's sneaked up on by a weirdo who wants her life energy, and he like sucks it out and turns himself into Sauron, Sauron. I could say Sauron. I feel like I feel like Sauron is the Lord of the Rings guy, and Sauron, like dinosaur, is the dinosaur Mar- Marvel guy. Yeah, that's fair. And I guess we've met Sauron before, or Cyclops has in some earlier issue, uh, and this is a return. But this is the first time that I've seen Sauron in the comics that we've read, and so I'm excited. I'm excited to get into that because he's a he's a highly memed villain <laughs> in the in the you know on the internet, and I'm excited he's, about it. He's highly memed. Yeah, yeah, because he's kind of cool, but it's dwarfed by how stupid it is that this that this character is just a pterodactyl, <laughs> just a talking pterodactyl who like hates everyone. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I liked I liked those issues for the Me most too. part. I had a, I had a good time, um, and I'm excited to see what happens next. Hopefully, we do spend a little time in the Savage Land. I think it'll be fun to actually like get to explore the setting a bit. Totally, yeah, same page. Vengies, oh, let's Vengies. go, let's. Go. We got we got four action packed issues of Vengies to talk about to start <laughs> right on the co- on the collector's TARDIS. If these four issues were a movie, they would have gone bankrupt just from payroll. <laughs> There's so many people in there. They, they would have they, they, they a great example of how many characters are in these gosh darn comics is that there is a point where the Avengers steal a bus. They steal a freaking <laughs> charter bus to fit there's, everyone. There's too there many Avengers too many on, for the Quinjet, so they have to take a bus. <laughs> they have to take a bus, and they have to steal the bus. <laughs> well, well, it's also it's also that they can't get Quinjets because if you remember that that government guy Gyrich or whatever has has still revoked all of their special government oh, privileges. See, I didn't realize I missed that 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 was why they couldn't take the Quinjet. I I I I thought it was like Shane, I thought it was because of the number of bodies they had to It's account way for. funnier if it's the number of bodies, so that's my head cannon <laughs> and I imagine well, some I really it, I thought funny either like, way. Some really dumpy music playing as they're all piling into the bus and it's just like a sad <laughs> like trumpet or something, just ridiculous. <laughs> No, I think I think it's funny either way because it is still silly where Iron Man is like, "Ah, oh, fuck! I forgot we still don't have those government privileges." Because ah, uh, I guess. But I thought he made public the transportation. That was why I went the other way because mm-hmm. I didn't think that they were you know government issued Quinjets. I was pretty yeah, sure it's he all, built it, them. It's incredibly weird. He's the richest person in the world. Doesn't he own a jet? Couldn't they just take a jet that he owns? It's all for this gag well, of getting them on a public bus. There's that, but I think also as far as I know, he's still is protecting his secret identity. 
Yes, he is. That's true. He is. But they do promise the bus driver that Tony Stark will pay for his bus. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Which is, it, you know, it's kind of interesting, though, right? Like, given like everything that they that the Avengers have gone through, like cosmic level of battles and the fact that almost everybody's identity is known to the others. Then there's just mis- then there's Iron Man who nobody yeah. knows who he is. And they're totally. seemingly cool with it. Yeah. And I don't I'm I'm pretty sure that. I don't even think Iron Man is like publicly Tony Stark to like, I don't know when the like other heroes learn that he's Tony Stark, but I know he's not publicly Tony Stark for at least another decade or two um, in the comics, uh, which is which is crazy. But we've got this collector sequence, um, which is actually kind of a fun fight. He's got a lot of like weird tricks and like he has his own pterodactyl in a cage that he lets out at one point. And it's it's kind of fun. We get we get we get some good Hawkeye time. Because uh, everyone else gets taken out, and it's just down to Hawkeye, and he like ricochets an arrow around and manages to catch the collector by surprise. It's pretty cool. And I liked what was going on with the collector. He's he's a villain. He captures people and stores them, but he's got an interesting motivation, which I don't think is noble, but is interesting. Uh, so so the collector is is immortal and has some sort of you know cosmic insight into troubles to come. I guess he sees the birth of Thanos and is like, well, keep an eye on this one. Things like that. Mm-hmm. And uh, he has to figure out how to kind of get, you know, get people who can defeat these things. And those people are often quite mortal and quite not going to survive until the event that they're needed for. Yeah, he's he's got a, he's got an interesting energy. He's really old. He has cosmic power, but he hasn't had to use it in a really long time. And it's like he's a muscle. Rusty. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, my cosmic back. <laughs> <laughs> the res- the end of this is kind of wild, though, because uh, he's he they, they they get him. They free all the other Avengers. They're standing there. They're sort of looking down at him as he's like a decrepit old beaten man. And he tells them a little bit of his story and how he used to live with like his wife and kid. And uh, through like some some like parallel panels, we realized that uh, Korvac, a.k.a suburban man michael uh the woman he's been or just sort of, he sort of... <laughs> jackie daytona <laughs> <laughs> ordinary human man michael yeah <laughs> he he's been living with this woman karina who if you recall they disappeared together from that that fashion show several issues back karina we learn in this moment is the collector's daughter and he sent her there to sort of like fuck with Korvac, but she's since been like, you know, actually fallen in love with him. And it's this whole weird thing. And Korvac is like sitting there and he's like, oh, your dad is oof. Your dad's being a problem right now. Well, and he just sort of blasts him into dust remotely (laughs) and then looks over and goes, you're an orphan now, Karina. No, I thought she blasts him. Are you sure it's him? I think it's yep. him. Yeah. It's him. Oh, okay. Yeah. It is absolutely him. <laughs> it's just such a crazy moment. And it's right, it's right before he can tell them that Korvac is the bad guy. So the Avengers still don't know. Did I miss so it's been a few weeks, so so it's possible that I had just not not caught this. Uh when last we spoke about the Avengers, about the Vengies, uh, <laughs> there was a robot mummy. Who has yeah. not joined the Avengers? I know. I didn't understand that either. Okay, we so it's just skip. a skip. Okay. I don't I don't think we yeah, I think it's just Or it happens in another it. in something in somebody's uh 
non-Avengers yeah. comic. Yeah, it's hard to say. I don't know, but it is it is certainly clear that Jocasta is now just sort of hanging around and and on reasonable terms with everyone, which is And I like okay. her. I like her. Mm-hmm. I like having I like having all the the it's a very diverse group that we assemble. Like it's way too many people, but I like that they embrace the fact that this many fucking superheroes can't actually get along. You know, <laughs> there's there's way too many huge personalities there's and people sh- with too problems many chefs with in each the other. kitchen. Yeah, oh, God, yeah. Like Wonder Man. We talk about Wonder Man <laughs> trying to show off for for, for Miss Marvel. Marvel. Miss Marvel. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, these weights are set to to Thor. Well, I could lift Thor strength. No, Yo. I can't. No, I can't. Turn them off. Turn them off. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, ooh, I don't know how. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I love that when they're flirting, she calls him Wendy. <laughs> Wendy. I don't want to. I don't want to skip past this moment when they when they're like searching around the collector's ship after he dies. Uh, they find a time machine and two gun kids. Like, oh, um, <laughs> I want to go home. I'm not happy here. <laughs> and then like immediately, without hesitation, he's like, "Fuck you guys." <laughs> but also, the the funny thing is is uh, is the uh, the guardians. These are the guardians from the year three thousand, right? Yeah, yeah, the, so the 31st these, century. Yeah, yeah, so 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 these guys are a thousand years displaced, and here comes Shogun Kid, who is barely 75 years out of time, and he's like, I can't deal with it. I must return home. <laughs> yeah. And I just feel like that's super insensitive. Yeah, it's it's like I don't know. I guess I guess there is a big difference between like the 1800s and and seemingly I, modern I, Marvel. I would agree again. Except that there are people from a thousand years in the future, and they're like, "Dude, we take the time machine. You can fuck off." <laughs> yeah, I just love. I love how quick it is. I love that Two Gun Kids like, "Ooh, um, hey, this is a fun time to bring this up, but this place sucks ass." <laughs> I want to go back to my pastures and my horses and shit. I want to go. Sh- I want to go shoot some outlaws or whatever. This is a little. Complex for old two gun kid. They even like wipe his memories. They like wipe his memories too. Do they? Yeah. Oh, I miss that. If that's what happened, that's crazy. Yeah. They gotta. They gotta keep the the cannon okay for two gun kid. He can't. He can't just show back up at a cop cowboy comic and be like, "Oh, just use your blaster." Oh, I mean, my gun. <laughs> Damn it. Oh, <laughs> uh, if only Captain America were here. Who? <laughs> Merka. <laughs> you wouldn't get it. I like that Hawkeye seemed the saddest. They they became friends. They were like hanging out out in the middle of the country together. He liked having a bud who had no powers except being good at shooting stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sort of a summer cowboy fling out in the pasture, and uh, <laughs> now he's got to send him home. Our very own Marvel broke back. Mm, kind of is. Yes. Karina and Korvac make up because she's like, you killed my dad, but I still love you. And he's like, you tried to, but be- you were sent here be- to betray me. Ah, oh, but you didn't. And then they finally consummate their love. And Shane, I want you to, I don't know if I re- wrote it down. Can you read to me <laughs> the horrible thing that the narration says about this? <laughs> I can, I can. I did write it down. Okay. <laughs> Do you want me to read all of it or like? I'd like you to read as much as you want. <laughs> okay, great. I I know exactly what to read. <laughs> it's trash. <clears throat> Are you going to add nice, like, romantic music underneath me? Oh, I totally can. Okay, great. 
And thus they join, merging totally for the first time. In sharing of body and mind only those who transcend the petty bonds of mortality can know. For Michael, it was an experience and understanding as he softly slips between the delicate folds of Karina's soul. <laughs> Her soul, sure, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> the whole oh time he's thinking God. about her dad. Hang on, wait. So you have to, you can't just like, yeah, okay, they're having sex. But literally the whole time he's he's thinking about her dad because they like brain meld in this moment. Oh. And he's like, oh, oh, I see your dad this whole time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, they do have a mind meld. And so we get to like, she gets to see his backstory. And it's weird. I don't understand Karina as a character, even in the slightest, because... Later on, we'll see like the 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 big the big flaw that like is Corvax undoing is that she sees his like murderous tendencies play out right in front of her. Uh, but she sees his whole history, like in this moment while they're having sex, like she sees he was like a like a, a a maniacal like wannabe despot in the thirtieth the three thirtieth century or whatever, and it's like that didn't shake you at all getting to see these visions of him being horrible and like I don't, I don't know it's very it's very strange she uh they they finish <laughs> well he probably finishes uh. <laughs> sorry he's so he's just so abusive like it's bad he's, he's so he's exactly what an incel becomes Oof. like period end of story <laughs> And meanwhile, the Avengers are looking for the enemy, right? Like, they don't know that it's Korvac. And so, like, Iron Man calls up the the Guardians, and he's like, hey, we could use your help on this, especially you, Starhawk. And Starhawk's like, I only care about Korvac. If it's not Korvac-related, don't call back. And <laughs> it's it's just very, it's very, like, it's like, it is Korvac-related. This is such a weird things is such a like contrivance that we don't all know that Korvac is the baddie. But but his memories of Korvac were wiped from his his brain, right? Right. And it's not just that. Korvac has made it so that Starhawk literally can't even see or detect Korvac. Which, which is right. also which going is, to be very it's funny very because important. yeah, his inability to detect Korvac winds up being a Korvac detector. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Because he's furious that everybody is playing this joke on him and pretending to talk to an empty house. And they're like, what are you talking about? There's a man in this house with us. We're talking to him. (laughs) No! No, there's no man there! (laughs) Yeah, that's the only... God, it's actually so crazy. So they all, all, like, all the Avengers split up because they have fights. Quicksilver is still really annoyed that his sister married a robot. And there's all these, like, like, infighting. And they all go looking for clues and Moondragon summons them all back because she's like, I think we found all the right clues. We just need to syn- like synthesize them together in Iron Man's computer. Well, Moondragon also, uh, <laughs> speaking of the Quicksilver being mad about marrying a robot, she uh, she blasts him <laughs> with the power of wokeness, I guess. Oh, my she God. His racism. <laughs> she hits <laughs> she, she the racism delete key. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, he's so 
upset and Hawkeye's there like being like, dude, calm down. And she, yeah, she just like boops his head and is like, fuck this thing. Fuck all your hatred. And Quicksilver's like, mm, I'm cool now. And Hawkeye's like, Hawkeye's like, you, you can't, can't do that to people. You can't <laughs> just do that. And she's like, do you like him better this way or not? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. God, that was such a wild moment. Oh, it's incredible. <laughs> And and so yeah, Iron Man's getting a little threatened because Moon Dragon seems to be giving orders, but he's like, "Don't do that." But we're gonna do your plan because it's a good plan. But don't do that. And uh, this is when they they realize that they can't take a jet, so they all get on a bus and they go to the place that they've located, which is like in a suburb, <laughs> and <laughs> they all pile out of this bus, freaking out these like nimbies who are like, "Ooh." Don't the Avengers cause a bunch lawn. of <laughs> <laughs> Oh, how nice it is to be a man with a lawn. <laughs> what a beautiful day for a homeowner. <laughs> and like they're like, oh, doesn't the Avengers showing up mean there's gonna be a lot of <sighs> property damage? <laughs> ooh, ooh, ooh. Yikes. And yeah, they they just go into they go into Michael's house. And they're like, I'm sorry, this is really weird, but we need to search your house, I guess. Our computer told us your house is bad. <laughs> and that's and that's when Starhawk has his freak out where he's like, there's nobody here. Who are you talking to? And so everyone realizes that this guy is Korvac. And there's a huge fight where almost everyone dies. And of course, you know that they don't really die. Yeah. I don't know that. I don't even know if in the 60s any kid reading these would have been like, oh, no, they're dead. Like, you have to know they're not really dead, right? It is. Yeah. No, there's nobody. There's no, like, visceral bloody wounds and, you know, mm -hmm. grotesque corpses. It's just knocked out people. They at Some some of them are, are told they're dead. Some of them are not. And at the end, it doesn't matter, which was fine because, of course, they were going to be restored. I I kind of felt like go hard into it or... And, you know, and really murder the fuck out of these guys mm -hmm. or don't do it at all. It it felt like a kind of waste of waste of panels to soft murder them and then soft res them. Yes. Yeah. And then especially when you have like, I mean, like even even Vance Astro, who this entire time hasn't been able to do anything for fear of running into his past self. He's just been <laughs> stuck on a space station. <laughs> the first thing Korvac does is he's like. Fuck that guy. And he blows up the whole space station. And the, the narration says, and Major Vance Astro dies screaming. <laughs> I hate to laugh about it, but those three panels are so outrageous. It's pretty funny. It, like, it, it, is, it is equal to him just looking at it and snapping his fingers and everything just blows up. Yeah. It's good. It's good. I don't know. What, what, what exactly happens here? He... Uh, he notices that Karina is weirded out by how much murder he's doing yeah. in, in their in their home. <laughs> so this is where I would have liked uh, some earlier condensation to to sort of spread this part out. I liked Karina starting to kind of break and and mm -hmm. not not be so sure that marrying Korvac was awesome. Yeah, and if if we had gotten because it's 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 it feels really sudden and it actually like her wavering and Korvac's action after that happens in like a panel. Yeah. And then Korvac's dead. And it's really, really quick. And 
we learn like a few pages later that what happened is that he realized in a moment what was going on and that she was getting freaked out by his his whole deal and he is like okay my love is more important i don't want that to be so i'll use like what's left of my life to bring all these dead people back and now i'm dead and uh and then karina kind of like for whatever reason whips out her cosmic power and like suicide by avengers herself yeah it's an odd way to wrap it up i mean i you know it is what it had to be which is a resetting of the status quo but it really it really flattens these issues Mm-hmm. It would have been nice to sort of reset things, you know, in the next issue or something. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so like she ends up killing him, right? Like like Karina ends up blasting him and then she blames the Avengers. I don't so do know. Think, do you think it's, it's do you think it's just bad writing? Like it's just messy yeah, writing? It, it, it's, it's, it's super messy. muddy. I didn't I didn't I wasn't sure if she kills because Cormac. it well, but it literally like Iron Man is like looking at at her and then it's like. Oh God! What is the Starhawk is like? Oh, the woman, and then she like interrupts him, and she's like, "No, no, he did it to himself. You did it. You guys did it." And then she starts blasting people again. Yeah, it's it's weird. I don't like any of what happens here in this last half of the issue because yeah. not only do they both die, and it's very confusing exactly what went down, and then we just res everybody, and it's totally fine. Um, this, I guess there's a, there's a funny moment where Moon Dragon's like. Oh, we need a doctor, and then looks pointedly at Thor and is like, "I know your your alter ego is a doctor, so why don't you just do that real quick?" But the problem I have is that then Moon Dragon spouts some sort of long malarkey about how Korvac was actually a good guy, and we all suck. And did anyone follow the logic on why? No. Um, okay, I, I think it was just to have a slightly more morally complicated. Uh, villain type thing where he's he's not a true villain the same way that the collector is not a true villain mm-hmm. um, but to, to do it in one panel is just <laughs> it's just a really dumb choice I did not like how this landed it didn't land at all no. well do, did Korvac and Thanos fight did they like each other remind me I don't know that they interacted I mean Korvac I think I think teases a a bigger cosmic opponent. I'm not positive because it could just be that he mentions eternity. Uh, he's yeah, sort of, and I'm not sure if eternity will be a character or, or just some sort of cosmic force like the Phoenix or something. Yeah, so we'll have to see. I think I think at this point the uh, eternity has already been introduced in Doctor Strange comics yeah. in some in some way. And my understanding of eternity, I have I know very little, but it is that it is very much like a. One of those like extremely elder, like huge cosmic beings that maybe it was involved in the creation of the universe. But is is it is it a talking character like death? I think they do talk. Okay, interesting. So I don't know. So we might end up we might end up meeting Eternity at some point um, in a in a comic down the line. So we'll have to see. So that's the Korvac saga, and we don't have to read Avengers again for quite some time. Yay! Shane, hit me. Hello! Hello and welcome! Welcome to this week's Fuck, Mary Kill. Where we have one in the gun, one in the bum, and one who is the one. We had a lot of team stuff going on this week. There was mm. many, 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 many teams <laughs> and casts of characters. And so, your three choices for this week are all teams. Oh, oh no. <laughs> we get some, we get some, some... Group play. A little bit, a little bit of group play, a little bit of little, little polyamory, if you will. Um, so first off, the Avengers. 
Now, can okay. we define? Is this just the core Avengers? Nope. Is this everybody, oh, everybody, all twenty-two people or whatever. The, the Avengers. You okay. got a whole bus full. You got a bus full of Avengers. Everyone from Hercules to Wonder Man. <laughs> <laughs> the second choice is the X Men. Whoa. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And then your third and final choice, the Guardians of the Galaxy. Shane, this is a this is a huge can of worms you've opened. This is a huge can of worms. I think it is deserving of this spot because you, not you, Andy, but you, Marvel, <laughs> uh-huh. just made me read about like seventy five characters. So I thought it would be nice <laughs> to <laughs> bring that same kind of energy to today's fuck Mary kill. Hmm. Hmm. Right off the bat, and I feel like Rory might be in a similar boat with me on this. I think X-Men may lean towards marriage material because I feel like the X-Men are, on the whole, a much more, like, emotionally uh, understanding and, like, less frustrating group of people. Yeah. I don't know. That's that's, that's my first vibe. Yeah. I'm I'm on the fence a little bit. uh, I'm trying to decide... Of the 22 Avengers, uh, <laughs> if there's any I've got a, like a strong attachment to uh, compared to the Guardians. Mm. And oh, so you're, you're going to pick a favorite. You get the group, but you pick a favorite that's sort of going to well, lean you one way or the messy. other. Messy. That's so messy. Well, if, <laughs> but I just I don't think I like uh, I like our I like the robot mummy. That's kind of it. Oh. oh, I like Moondragon on the page. Yeah, Moondragon's fun. Okay. Quicksilver's a little better now that she deleted his races. <laughs> <laughs> but what about what about Martin X? You don't want you don't want so, Martin X? I well that's what I'm saying. I, I like the Guardians. I like these year three thousand Guardians. I do. And I think for that reason I shall fuck Martin X. Uh, mm-hmm. and uh and his whole crystal body. And his crystal body. <laughs> <laughs> as well as Yondo and um Jack, Captain Jack Astro, Captain Vance, a- Vance Astro, Captain yeah. Jack Vance Astro, <laughs> and we've got the man in the gimp suit. I think isn't he with them? Which one is that? We didn't see him on the page. It's it's funny to think how like if you don't have a Wikipedia open to remember the cast oh, of I know, characters so many... that you just had to read, like maybe they all shouldn't have been in the comic at the same time. Oh, maybe Vance Astro used to be in the Gimp suit. <laughs> maybe they figured out a way to free him from, didn't, wasn't he like trapped in there because he's got this like, yeah, that's 19th, him because he's got this 20th mm-hmm. century body and if it's ever exposed to air, he'll mummify immediately and turn to yes, dust. Yes, ex- exactly. Yeah. That so I guess was they, the deal. they freed him. They freed him from the Gimp suit, but I'm sure it's still around. <laughs> <laughs> so, so fucking the Guardians. <laughs> And what and what do you do? Do you marry marry the X Men and kill the Avengers? You've got to, you've, yeah, you've got to marry the X Men. I think uh, I as I was trying to come up with uh, something to do with twenty two Avengers, but aside from a giant fuck pile, I'm not sure. <laughs> I'm not sure what's left. I'm not sure what's left of that. God, I just don't. I don't know. I mean, there's there's individuals in each group that pull me in every direction. You know now, what I mean? I have a question. That's okay. Hot. The 22 Avengers that go to the go to Corvac's house, we are missing one. I think this is a key one to mention because they Who are 20, we missing? 23 don't go because they sent two gun away. They sent him back. They sent the cowboy <laughs> away. God. So bear in There's... mind, you do not get to fuck two gun or marry. You don't get to, you don't get cowboy. OK, damn. 
and it might make it easier to kill the Avengers. I know that was like that would <laughs> that would have really made it harder. What if he was Korvac's weakness the whole time? Like he could have just sh- shot him in the dome piece once, and they would have been done with it. Mm. Also worth mentioning, we don't get Ms. Marvel because she's never, uh, she always just has shown up because she, her seventh sense has alerted her to danger, but she is not an Avenger. <laughs> oh, she doesn't so, count? No, she doesn't count. She is not a no. part of it. Everyone else has been officially, potentially part of an event. I don't even know if Captain Marvel it does, but I think maybe he's been officially an Avenger now at this point. I I want to kill several of those avengers but i also want to marry several other ones and i want to fuck several other ones it's such a it's it's such a big group that it's tough to just make a decision and i think because of that i think it has to be kill and i i think it's because it would just be too messy like imagine trying to be in a poly relationship with all of those avengers and they and so many of them hate each other or like don't like spending time with each other but they all love me and then that just makes me this weird like jealousy focal point and (laughs) well we've got moon dragon's ability to you know delete Uh, the jealousy and add poly yeah oh yeah moon dragon can just delete the jealousy (laughs) oh that's so upsetting (laughs) no i hate that oh we're getting into some really awful identity shit that they like they opened this they opened this horrible can of worms when she just sort of like one panel changed quicksilver's whole deal like it's just so uncomfortable. I have to kill. Well, them. he, he kill would them. have been a pretty frustratingly quick lover, but now I think he might have the capacity <laughs> to take his time. No, Yikes. I gotta be. I gotta be with you on this. Uh, I I unfortunately have to make the exact same decision as Rory. So maybe Shane can add some some uh, some difference here. I listen. The <laughs> X Men are so horny. It's true. We read two full comics of horny X Men today. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I have and to imagine. And one last week, right? Where they uh, they fucking and one last week, yeah, uh-huh. yeah. That would be fun. I want to go I on have... the. I want to go on that adventure. I want to go on a woods <laughs> journey with Wolverine, and Banshee, I... and Moira McTaggart. Moira doesn't get to come. Um, <laughs> she's not technically an X Man. Uh, I I have to imagine that that hoardiness translates into the rest of their life. Mm-hmm. Maybe, mm-hmm. right? So I don't I. I don't know if I marry them or if I fuck them. That's fair. You know what yeah. I mean? And it's I mean? one thing to have one horny spouse, but to be married to, you know, 10 horny people might be just more exhausting. Nope. Okay. It- I marry them. Thank you. Thank you for. <laughs> yep. nope, I marry them. Insatiable Shane. <laughs> That's your comic title. The Insatiable <laughs> Shane. <laughs> I marry them. Um, you know, I kill the Guardians. That's fair. I, I just blast them out of the sky. The, Dang, like, okay. I, I put them all in that little spaceship, and I snap my fingers, I blow it up. Now, tell me about the, the, the wild night you have with 20-some Avengers. Well, we all get on a bus. <laughs> <laughs> they, the they make that movie. <laughs> we, we drive to the suburbs, and we <laughs> spend the whole night watering people's lawns. I don't know. Is that what you call it? I, oh, that's gross. <laughs> <laughs> But I like the idea that if you're married to to the X Men, to the horny X Men, that you're that you don't even need to fuck. Like you can hang out, you can just hang out and play cards with the Avengers and be like, "That's fine." The rest of my life will be, you know, plenty wet. Pretty much. You, that's yeah. That's exactly what I imagine. And you can softly slip between the delicate folds of the Avengers' souls. <laughs> God, I still, I still cannot. That was in a comic in in the seventies. 
For kids. You force us to read the word delicate folds <laughs> of her soul. <laughs> we had a great we had a great talk this week. I got yeah. I had nothing left in the tank to get out there. I'm, it's because we married tapped. the X-Men, am I right? I need a Gatorade. <laughs> you need a Gatorade. Oh, God. Get us out of the folds of this podcast, Hey, I just wanted to say thank you so much for listening to this episode of our podcast. If you want to hear more shows from us, we have two more for you. Saturday Morning Tuesdays, you guys. It's the show that started it all. Uh, You can hear me, Rory, and Andy. And we are on this journey most Tuesdays where we are looking through the weirdest and wildest, coolest and droolest uh, (laughs) cartoons, children's cartoons, adult cartoons, from all across the spectrum of time. We're going to cover your favorite show, maybe. We're going to talk about the ones you hate. Probably. (laughs) And it's a great, wonderful time. So be sure to catch that. We've also got I've Read Dune with Rory Voy. Me, Rory Voy. It's a podcast where I have read Dune, and they're my captive audience for an hour. Every Wednesday till we finish the book, we're releasing I've Read Dune with Rory Voy. Me. I've read Dune. (laughs) (laughs) And of course, if you enjoyed this show or any of our shows, really, and you want to support us, we do have a Patreon chock full of bonus content. Everything from videos to sound clips to even some fun art that I get to make for you once a month. Um, And, you know, even if you can't support us monetarily, if you don't have anything to give... We would just love it if you joined our Discord and send us memes. Um, Send memes to us all day long. Keep us awake all night long with your memes. We love memes. We consume them. Just ruin us with your memes. (laughs) Please ruin us with your memes. As always, our links are in the episode description. Thank you. Oh, thank you. Thanks, everybody. Laters. Laters.